Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen of the Lodge. Today on episode 32, we have the return of Patchman Phil. Patchman Phil is an avid Mets fan who has gained notoriety within the fan base as well as the franchise itself. Join us as we discuss the new season of Major League Baseball, as well as a dive into Resident Evil and Kingdom Hearts. So enjoy a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be well on our way. Episode 32, with the return of Patchman Phil. What's going on? Happy 32, everybody. Happy 32. So, Patchman Phil, let's dive right into this. I, I was saying before we started, I was thinking about this episode two weeks ago when the Mets were in first place. I was like, can't wait to have him on. Let's get, <laughs> let's get the fan base hyped. And it's probably been the worst, like, 10-game stretch of the season. Terrible, terrible. Um... Did you watch today's game at all? Or I, I, I missed today's game. Well, you, lucky for you, you missed today's game. I know I, we lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it just one of those things where anybody you know, who's been following baseball and following the Mets, they are really struggling offensively, and now they're looking like the team that people thought the negative going into the season, right? It was, you know, like they have good starting pitching, and you're not going to be able to hit. That was their story last year. Mm-hmm. The first month of the season, they didn't really have starting pitching, and they hit. And they hit. And now they're going back to during the losing streak what they were the floors were last year. And I think one of the most surprising things to me is Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, they- I'm. Are you worried <laughs> at all? I mean, he's got an ERA over five. I know he's coming off a like the game of his of his season, but you think there's reason to be concerned at all? Do you think it's just a rough month? Here's the thing. Do you um do you listen to Joe and Evan on the fan a little bit? Not necessarily. I'll catch some clips that find me on social media. Yeah, they're they're, they're I love them because they're Mets and Jets, and it's very rare that you have a Mets and Jets um radio show broadcast yeah. broadcast show. And so you know they were just talking about this, and they were just saying like how Syndergaard like he has this whole Thor persona and all these things, and like Game of Thrones, he was in Game of Thrones, and like. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves that idea. Like, this guy's awesome. Like, he's our superhero. Like, Game of Thrones bobblehead. Like, Noah Syndergaard long hair day giveaway and all that stuff that they have, you know? But to me, it's like, if he's not going to put up the numbers and he's ERA around five, people would be like, yo, what the hell is going on with him? And you ask me if I'm worried? Yeah, I'm worried. He has a 5 something ERA. I mean, eventually, he has one good start against a Reds team who was terrible. That Reds team wanted to get out of there. Um... I, I don't know. I'm worried. <laughs> Definitely. I'm starting to get a little bit worried too. I'm not too. I'm not too concerned. I think Noah's going to bounce back and actually have a great season. It's just not often we've seen him perform so poorly. Let's put it this way. You know, Noah. I got, I got this patch on here, 34 Syndergaard, for a reason. I trust him for now. However, I am crossing my fingers a little bit. The Thor persona might be wearing off in the Mets. Do you think it do you think it's an uh spoiler alert if you have you haven't seen Endgame? Have you seen Avengers Endgame? 
I'm full on Avengers now. Like, I, yeah, I do you see it? it. Yes, it's awesome. Do you, do you think? <laughs> do you think it's it's strangely lining up that we had like Lebowski, Thor in Avengers Endgame, <laughs> and we kind of had to do it now? Lebowski, Thor here in April. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Like, and I, now we're gonna witness his redemption arc. I hope. I hope so. I hope. I hope he's back now to like use that cool battle axe and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> I want. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But like, a part of me is like, it's a little scared. Like, he he came into the season. He had some kind of weird like millennial like hippie lips like like man bun and like the beard and stuff it's like whoa 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 that wasn't the guy who pitched and won the only world series game first ever world series game in city field history <laughs> that wasn't that guy like that guy was had his hair rocking that's lebowski noah yeah the bat- yeah yeah six <laughs> 60 feet six inches that's the guy i want now I, I don't know nick it's it's scary but i have confidence in him hey it's only what uh, May 8th whatever it's only it is. May 8th May 8th he's got a whole season in front of him let's talk about somebody who's performing t- quite well um, who's becoming a uh, a fan favorite Jeff McNeil oh my god was yeah. he batting 345 dude I think it's like yeah I think it's, it's something like crazy right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you thought you were going to say Alonzo but I'm glad you we'll said get McNeil. to Alonzo next I want McNeil to be the warm up right now and the reason why I'm glad you said McNeil is like god like it's so sick like it, it, this is how this is how messed up. The, 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 this is how messed up. I'm looking, I don't know where to look because this is how messed up the Mets like prospects are. Like every time they tell you about a prospect, if they don't, it's almost like if they don't tell you about him, he's a good guy who's going to be the star. A lot. Uh, they told you McNeil when he came up. It's like doesn't really have good defense. We'll fill him in to see how he does. The guy, all he does is hit. That's it to all fields. He can play every position. Level swings. Like it's just. You know what it is? It's like his fundamental, like his fundamentals are so strong that it's almost like he's not a volatile, flashy player. And I think that's why a lot of maybe scouts maybe slept on him, or why he wasn't made out to be such a big deal. Because he's not going to be the guy that hits 35 home runs, 100 RBI. He's not the guy who's going to win a Gold Glove. He's not the guy who's going to steal 50 bases. There's nothing necessarily explosive about him. But the guy is fundamentally the most sound guy on the team right now, especially I- at the plate. I, oh, I love it. I mean, at the plate, you can't, you can't. He he bunts for hits and he slides in the first. That's what I'm saying. Like there's no shift. Yeah. Like, like you can't. And like to me, it's like the it's almost the Mets are like they put him in left, they, they put him in third, they, second. Like they don't know where to put him. They have to. But put they him gotta in find him a spot. They gotta find him a spot and let it be his spot. It's cool that he can play literally fucking anywhere. It's but <laughs> this is a guy that we want to cement in somewhere. So. I'm personally starting to get frustrated with Callaway because I feel like that's something you have to commit and invest in a player and let someone like Jeff McNeil, who's not is not necessarily a specialist at any position, you got to let him get the reps at one spot so he can get really good at that spot. I totally agree. And going back to my point I was saying before, how like Nets didn't think he was that good. Mm-hmm. DeGrom, if you remember, wasn't hyped up either. DeGrom was, was like, hey, if a spot start against the Yankees, this guy's a middle reliever, we'll let him pitch for a little bit. He was actually a shortstop. So, to me, it's like, I feel like the Mets might mess him up because he doesn't have a position. And, and it's like, yeah. and, but he's that, good. he's that good. He's like, yo, I'll play whatever. I'm that good. I hit the, <laughs> I, like, like, that's why I love it. As Mets fans, that's why we love him. Because, like, the squirrel, like, yo, he, he gets his nut everywhere. You know, like, that whole concept. I love, I love it. I, lo- I love it. So and It gets me hyped, too, dude. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's my favorite yeah. player on the team right now. Uh, let's, before we move on to someone else who's performing well, let's, let's talk about Brandon Nimmo. That's who scares me right now. I really think Noah will make the comeback. I, I'm right. so, I'm really getting nervous about Nimmo batting below 200. I think he's 191 right now. Yeah, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. He had an RBI double today, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to- totally. Again, like this is crazy. Like I'm actually totally agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> I almost think they should send him down and 
when Jed Larry comes up, I would almost send him down. Um, yeah. And maybe let and, him figure and, himself out for a little bit. Right, right. Because they worked from Conforto. However, truth. I love Keon Broxton. I met him in uh, spring training when I went down there. Awesome guy. He he was telling me like, you know, I asked him like because he was in the Brewers was in the game seven last year, one game away from the World Series. And I asked Keon, I'm like, yo, what was it like, whatever? And he's like, it was awesome. And I was like, times 10 would be like at City Field. I was there in 2015. And he was like, yo, and, and we were kind of, oh was, he was like, yo, I want to bring that feeling back. And like, so I like Hell that yeah. vibe. However, Keon's not doing well. So if they promote Keon, if they demote Keon for Jed Larry, I can understand that. But Nimmo got to be on a tight leash at that, at that point. Yeah, no, if, if that, it's not Broxton, it's him, man. Like it's Yeah, exactly that's what they do, you know? And it, it sucks because Nimmo's a great, he's a reliable glove in the field. He's, uh, he's so he's so likable. Like, like yeah, see how he bans, see how, like I, it's, you can get on Syndergaard because like he does these movies and like he dresses around like Thor. Like Nimmo, like he's like oh shucks. He just wants so, to like, play. Yeah, 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 guys. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like, so it's crazy. You know, like, he's like your friendly neighborhood like center fielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the big boy. Let's talk about Pete Alonso smacking these diggers, baby. Oh my God! What was that? How far did the ball go that he hit the other night in the ninth inning? How far did that fucking ball go? All I know is he's half man, half bear. All Pete, baby, man bear Pete, man bear Pete. I like that. Is that is that getting over? Uh, is man bear Pete getting over? Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, I don't know if you ever seen South Park. There's an episode. Yeah, man uh, bear pig. Right, right. The whole idea. So yeah, yeah. So this guy Clem from Barstool. Yeah. Or somehow he made a picture, and it's like I'll send you afterwards. It's like a picture of the polar bear and of Pete. And like and like man bad pig like in the South Park cartoon style, it's awesome. So oh shit, that's so cool. People started saying you know started saying that and like I'm coining it like in a way too. Like I'm saying it all the time. Like um, man I, bear Pete. Yeah, yeah. I, he definitely heard me. Like I was down in like batting practice. Um, a really cool opportunity I was down in batting practice, and I was like man bear Pete. Or like I see him in the game, like man bear fans like they love it. <laughs> so they start chanting with me now. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's kind awesome. Of, kind of thing. We'll help you get it over. Man bear Pete will be a thing. Man Bear Pete, baby. Man Bear Pete, gotta love it. But, yeah, but I, I think it's great because I was gonna say the Mets have not. Can Can you help me? Maybe Maybe it's right under my nose, and I don't know. But who's the last power hitter we called up from our farm system? All right. So it's funny you ask that. So like, you know, I talked to a lot of friends who are Mets fans, and they're like, when's the last time we legitimately had a power hitter? And I was like, do I say Strawberry? Like, like, do I date myself? Or we're, we're like, well, dude, we're what like, about Piazza? Like, what about Piazza? You're not gonna tell me oh, Piazza. Oh, okay, okay. You're talking okay. about not homegrown. Then you're talking about. Legit. Oh, well, I am talking home. That's what I'm now. saying. Yeah, okay, well, okay, sorry. Piazza's ours. He's not LA. However, yeah. I wouldn't say he came up with him. You know what I mean? He's not. He, Piazza's ours. We've had flashes of but, greatness like Ike Davis, like flashes right, right. of greatness, I but mean, like nothing that like, panned out. Yeah, like Delgado had a couple of nice years. Beltran hit 41 home but, runs. But we, didn't, but we didn't groom those guys. Right, right, right. So, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. that's what I'm saying is who's the last league? Like, world, who's the last world beater that we groomed? Who's like a straight power hitter? Who, World right. beater, right, right. forty home runs, fear right. in the hearts of every pitcher. Right, right. So, t- like Todd Hundley had like a oh my god, like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I was like six or five. I don't, you know what I mean. And like I'll be honest, with you folks, not hundred percent sure if he's homegrown or not. But he's the last time I'm in my mind where I think of like a guy who's like Mets who hit forty one home like, runs. Like we're not that. crazy, right? But, like, like we're. I mean, David Wright had think... flashes of being that kind of player, right, but he Wright. turned into a different player. Like he turned into more of a twenty five home run kind of right, guy. Right, right. So the Mets will have thirty home run guys. I mean, Howard Johnson. Is a, so yeah. there, there are guys who are franchise players who who do do that, who grew up through the Mets. Um, yeah, I, I mean, 
Bam Bam Pete, like, Wait. <laughs> listen, listen, you, come, you you say crazy nicknames. When you see your comment, Meth fans, you ride it. You look at it. You don't look away. You stare right at it and you cheer. It's the Jeff McNeil era with Man Bear Pete. That's it, man. We're doing it. Squirrel and Bear, We're doing man. It. it sounds like a cartoon Squirrel and Bear show. with yeah, Thor. Yeah, yeah. Thor, Thor, Squirrel, and Bear. That's it, man. That's some cartoon era. Late you night. can make it happen. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> but you know what? This is something. This is a topic that's come up with a lot of people I've had on this podcast who, who you know, talk baseball. Um, the league needs a face. The league not only needs a face, the league needs some, it needs some fun personalities. I don't think many baseball fans would argue with that. Um, well, look at Bryce Harper. Um, he, he isn't even as good as like some of the other like, Trout or something. But like, he's a personality, right? He's so, definitely he's a, a personality. He's a personality. So like, yes. I love to look at him. We're like, that's what a bitch looks like, you know? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's a personality, though. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I, I totally, we definitely need more. And so, can Alonzo be that guy? I'd love for Pete Alonzo to be that guy. I like Batman and Robin. Alonzo, like fucking Batman. Oh, Jeff McNeil, Robin, baby. Yeah, damn, that's good too. Yeah. Fun, fun, you know, the, oh, the Banjo Kazooie. Banjo I like that. Because <laughs> he's Bam Bear Pete. Yeah, dude. Oh, my the God. Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll Photoshop that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Remains yeah, yeah. to be seen. But that's crazy. Log- yeah, Logic exclusive right here. <laughs> exactly. Patent it. There you go. Um, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that come out of the Mets because the Mets have always done a good job of like. Making the game fun beyond the game. Um, I guess what I mean by that is like the the experience you have at the ballpark. The Mets really do go above and beyond to entertain you beyond the game, oh. in between innings, before the game, after the game. They're more they're like they're crazy than the Ducks, and the, and that's how crazy. And the Ducks are. have to be. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. They're like a minor league team. The way they, in a good way, though, a way they keep you like in between innings. The all the food they have in the ballpark, ballpark, it is awesome, and yeah. it's a, just a shame that like once a decade they actually have a legit like panic contender. Yeah. And, and it's a shame, and 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 and, and like, if you look at their franchise, it literally is once a decade. They can't sustain success, and it, it's very far. It's very frustrating. With that being said, you gotta believe. You gotta believe. <laughs> you gotta believe. I. But that's the thing. Is like we. I think what makes this season so frustrating is like you can't not look at this roster and see and just see the potential, right? Like so, you, last ahead. time we talked, right? Yeah. We, we were trying to hype up Brody Van Wagenen, and like I meant, like I love that before the off season really ended. I love his swag, and he preached depth, right? Yeah. Look at it now, Wilmer, God Front, I think his name was. Hands up, even know who he is. Wilmer Front. <laughs> Right, he pitched today's game. Who the hell is Wilmer Front? Or, I, I I think I'm saying his name right. He started today's game for the Mets, so it's very scary to me. And then you have the Phillies, who I can't stand. Who takes <laughs> and gets Bryce Harper, gets JT Real Muto. Yes, was the Phillies got a better deal, but they went out and got these players. And you have the Marlins coming to town this weekend. And if you don't beat up on the Marlins, it's going to be another mediocre, waste away year at City Field in the summer. Oh, so you're saying you're saying that this this upcoming series against the Marlins could be a turning point. They have the Marlins for three, Nationals for three, Marlins for three. So six out of the next nine games against the Marlins. In those six games, if you don't take five or six, they're going to be in trouble. You're not wrong. They're going to be you're in not trouble. wrong. Phillies are five and one this year against the Marlins. No shit. Yes, that's fucking crazy. I saw that today, and I was like, we got to take care of business. Are we not recording? No, 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 no. Yeah, we're, we're, okay. we're, we're still, we're still rolling. We're still rolling. You give me the face, like you know. What's no, going no, my, uh, my headphones uh, tapped out for a second. All right, but all then right, I did a spot right. check. I was like, that's still going. That's still going. We're still going. So you were saying? 
I was saying that Philadelphia sucks. Yeah, fuck Philly. <laughs> fuck Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I can't oh, say that as an Eagles fan. I definitely okay. can't say that as an Eagles uh, fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, we just we got to take care of the Marlins. They're supposed to be the doorstep of the division. Um, the doormat. Doormat. Everybody's fucking what, floor Whatever mat. you want to say, they suck. You got to take care of business against them. Uh, if not, it's, it's going to be fun going to games. It's fun drink beers and, and have a good time and listen to the piano man. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, like, I want to win. And... I want to win too, dude. It's going to be That's a 500 bottom line. Folks, it's going to be a 500 season if they don't take care of business against the NL East lower teams. Well, they have to. And I think what's important is, I think going in today, we were, what, three and a half games out of first? Yep. Like, it's not a disaster right now. It, it's it's We're still w- well within reach to compete for a playoff spot. I just think the part that's frustrating Mets fans is, after getting off to such a good start, had they just maintained that pace, they'd be well above in first place in this division right now. Right. So here's the thing, right? You look at the record and a week ago, you were just saying a week ago, you were just saying how I was hyped to come in here and talk about right. the first place Mets. They lost a lot of close games, one run games to the Reds, right? Yep. But close, close games. Um, so they're in it. It just, it, I don't, you don't feel, you kind of feel that creeping Mets fan, like pet- pessimism in your head a little bit. Like, yeah. It's here so we go true. Again. It's so here true. Here we go again. Wilmer Front's now starting. Syndergaard's not itself. Cano, like, yo, you keep getting hit in the hand. What's going on? Like, Nimmo really took a step back. And, like... DeGrom's been good, but he hasn't been great. Right, right, right. So you then know? it's like, Matt, Matt's missed a couple starts. And it's like, what's going on? And, like, Vargas, like, he's been good. Last like, three starts. But has even Vargas good? So, like, it's frustrating to me. And then you have, like, Craig Kimball still out there as a free agent. Yeah, I can't or believe Dallas that. Or Dallas Keuchel. And it's I like, really can't believe that. It's beyond me. It's beyond me, Phil. I have no idea how those two guys can still be out there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up the names. It's very frustrating. I think there's some rule by like June 1st where there's draft pick compensations or, or something like that. I, I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure, but I believe there's some rule like that. But you know what? It doesn't matter because you know you know who's going to get them? It's going to be like a division rival like the Braves or something like that. Or like you watch, Definitely. You watch the Phillies at the deadline and they'll go out and like they'll get Strowman from the Blue Jays or they'll get some big time pitcher. And, and it's like the Mets, like who knows what they're going to do? I don't know. Like, and like none of us know. And I want to like Brody. Like I met him. Did I tell you I met him? You met Brody? Yeah, I was sitting in. Oh um, shit! Yeah, yeah, I was sitting in. Um, yeah, go on. The uh, Caesars Club, Foxwoods Club, or whatever it is now. And uh, I was sitting there, and he's walking right by. I'm with my family. You know, Jenna's there, and um, he comes by. I'm like, hey, Brody, what's going on? Like, you know, like I knew him. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, uh, yo, can I take a picture real quick? And uh, I said hello to him, and like he loved the jacket and everything, you know. And I, and I was basically like, yo. Um, I didn't want to be like, like a dick, but I also kind of wanted to like talk and let him know what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, yo, we got to start winning these games. And you know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, yeah, we're doing, he's like, we're going to get the win today. And like, he was like very calm, even to my face. Like, I don't know if he says it so much. He believes it. The guy was so damn He confident. might be one of those kind of guys. Right. Just... He gave me a fist pound and went on his way. Took the picture with him. But that's the Mets but... spirit. That's the, you got to believe spirit. Right. So, so I, 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 I I'm, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. But. I just think the Mets have a real opportunity this season to get something started. I'm not saying this needs to be the World Series Mets. That would be great. And who knows? We could be that team. But I think it would do the fan base and that locker room a lot of good if they could scrap out a playoff berth with all these young guys in the lineup. I totally agree. 2015, I, it was, it was, if you told me this time in 2015, I'll be screaming the same way. I literally would be like, what's going on? Like, 
Eric Campbell and like John Mayberry Jr. I'm like, and the Nationals were supposed to be the division favorites, and like we're just standing there doing nothing. And so yeah, it's really it frustrating. Feels like it could go either way. It feels like it could be like last season, and we just drop off and like have meaningful have like baseball that is meaningless in the summer. Or we can have a 2015-2016 type run. Some kind of run, some kind of run, man. You know what's crazy is like I, I'm almost down for like a 2005 style run, where we're just in it to the end at the very yeah, least. Man. You know, something that keeps the fan base electrified. If we could finish above 500, I, I feel like the Mets, the Mets fan base spirits would simply be lifted by that. Pathetic as that may sound to our crosstown rivals, but. With all these young guys out here and seeing that Brody is going to back the established pitching on this roster, you know, getting one year in the green would would electrify this fan base. At least I think so. Right. So it's very frustrating. Like I said, it's very frustrating. But like at the same point, it's like it's so close. Like it, we're not like we're not the Marlins or like we're not the, the Padres who are like who these teams just been in an abyss. Like we're relevant. But not relevant, and like I'm not even compare them to the Yankees because like yeah. the, it, it, you you just can't. You, I mean, you're talking about a team who, I mean, like I don't know, Ursella or like who, who the hell are all these players? Like they come up and they're awesome, and they come up and they produce. We're like, I don't know, like we. I feel like every game, like I don't know who the Mets relievers are. Who the hell are all these guys? I don't know. Tyler it's a merry-go-round. Basher, it's a merry-go-round, Goggin or Drew Gog- Gognon or I, I'm literally looking at these players. I'm like, who are these guys? And like you're saying, there are two quality <laughs> arms that are out there right now. Like I literally, you look at the roster and like, who are these guys? And like, it, it's frustrating in a way because you, like somebody like me and you and like, like I spent so much goddamn money on this team and like, <laughs> all right, and like I just want to be like, like I want to be like Mets fans. Your team has finally, you know, has won the World Series. I'm like, I want to pick up the phone. I want to call Sports Illustrated. I'm like, I'll have all of it. Here's my credit card. <laughs> yes. I want it, man. I want the pillow. I want the damn uh, trophy and memorabilia, you know, rare edition Sports Illustrated cover. Like, I'll, whatever. I want it, you know? You know what it is, man? As Mets fans, at least our <laughs> generation of Mets fans, it's like we're all dying for it. We're dying for our one. We've gotten so close. as Like, when we were little kids in the 2000s, World Series, we were so close. When we were like teenagers, and it was like 2006, and we were a game away, we were That's so close. That one still hurts. And then we were like <laughs> young adolescents in our early 20s, and, and the 2015 run happened, and we just fucking missed. And it's like, we just keep getting blue balled and there's like I, I i use this metaphor all the time there's like a five-year-old version of me like kicking and screaming and he won't stop until we win i it's totally like a- agree he won't stop until you <laughs> win i i you were going on a rant there so i didn't want to cut you <laughs> off but i told you but listen i i agree because it literally is like listen I, the reason why we love it is like i get enjoyment like i, I literally get like enjoyment like yeah, it's a I, rush. It yeah, feels great. Like, you yeah. see that kid like open the N64, that little kid. And he's like, oh, I got a oh, Nintendo 64. You, you yeah, freak yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're, Dude, yeah. Even as an adult, I may not be screaming out loud like that, but there's sometimes I'm just like, you get that rush. When like the playoffs that 2015, like, and you know, and I just like, I go nuts. And like, it just know, feels like you and the tribe are at war. Like it summons a barbarian. It summons a barbarian. It summons the barbarian in us in a safe environment. That feeling, and that's what's so captivating. That feeling like, when yeah. 2015, that, in that city field. And like, you know, you brought up 06 and stuff like that. But like, this is, you're talking about recent. Like I, I was fortunate enough to have every ticket for every playoff game. And I went to every Mets home playoff game. And 
it was like insane. Like it, it, I don't believe I can't imagine I can't imagine how electric I can't imagine I can't explain to you in words how rowdy how rowdy it was it literally was like a dream come true and like what you get to we're so close you're right we're so close but then the worst part about it is going back to why I said it's so frustrating is we're now we're not and yeah we, we, it's like not. we have to start over it's like 2015 couldn't you sustain can't itself sustain success yeah it's That's, really frustrating they, the Mets have not figured it out in how many years they've been around? We're starting six. What do you I'm think it is? Math, but that's how long they can't sustain. Success. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? What's the control in the experiment here? What do you think it is? I mean, you know, you know, you know. Are you gonna go there? We're gonna go there. Listen, I'm gonna I, let I want, you go there. I, I want I'm them not... to promote me someday, so I'm not gonna knock them. However, I'm gonna indirectly knock them. Such as a will ends with a on. So... Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But, fair uh, enough. Fair, fair enough. Um, it just, it's, and that's only as post made off, to be honest with you. It, 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 it and I agree. And, and it, it just, there's no reason why Bryce Harper's not on the Mets. There's no reason why. And, this, and it, wait, and here's the thing, bro. I'll, I'll take it, take it, it take just it. Sends 10 a steps message back. to everybody. They're like, yo, we're not playing around. It just sends a message. And Phil, I know he's not batting well right now, but his impact Phil, in the bat in the lineup. Phil, uh, I'm <laughs> so with you. And what I want to say is like, take it 10 steps back. Backwards from Bryce Harper. <laughs> if we signed Ugh. fucking Keuchel, or we signed fucking well, who's the other guy? Kimbrel. Well, that's the okay, thing. Okay, we're not here. Well, who is it? Who's the other guy? Who's Craig the other Kimbrell. reliever? Craig it is yeah, Kimbrel. Okay, right, it is right, Kimbrel. Right. Yeah, like just signing those guys. Showing like, oh, the Mets are not just gonna die with their tail between I their legs. I want them to be yes. smart. I'm not telling you to hand out Manny Machado crazy contract. I'm not. However, when a star comes along like that, you should consider it, and. What's frustrating to me about the owners, and like I'm not again, like I hope one day you endorse me, and like I understand it's the business, and they want to make the most profit. However, but I, I'm going to speak truthfully, it's scary because the, we and I both know it's it's not even worth talking about. He what the mess didn't even talk to him, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Literally, Brody Van Wagen's interviews sat down with him and Jeff Wilpon and Mike Francesa, and it was like, well, we got to be creative. That's that's nicely saying, yeah, no way in hell, no way you're getting that I mean, so it, that blank it, check. It, I got to be creative. Come on, and and. Now you have Kimball available. Let's go out and win. That's go what I'm saying. Go out and win. That's what he I'm knows saying. The NL light, East. light a little he knows, fire. Grew up with the Braves. Knows the East. Just, just a microphone because now I'm, I'm going off. Go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I'm, knows I'm turning the East. You down. I'm turning won the you down. World Series. Proven won the World Series with the Red Sox. You got to go get him. Or go out and get Keiko. Give him a freaking one year deal. Pay him twenty million or whatever the hell the guy wants. He wants at least seventeen because that's what he, that, that's what he turned down for his qualifying offer. Wow. So you got to give Crazy. him at least twenty for one year. And you know what? I guarantee you people, the fan base will love it more than putting Vargas out there and goes, hey guys, Vargas, four and two thirds today, two yeah, runs. Yeah, I can't believe Woo! fucking Vargas even made Woo! this team. Four and two thirds today. Hey, let's go out. It's- 18 inning game. 18 inning game. Vargas, now he gets his hamstring hurt the next game. He couldn't pitch fast four innings. Are you kidding me? I, I, that's I, ridiculous. I, just like, I know injuries is fluke, but that's the game you have to get hurt in. It, 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 it's very frustrating. <laughs> I would. Word of the day. Word of the day. Word of the day. Frustrating. Man, bad P. Saying of the day. <laughs> but I, 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 I remain optimistic. Through all of this, through this thir- thirty minutes of conversation, I remain optimistic about these New oh, York Mets. Gotta they have it, man. fight. They have fight. But I am. I I miss. Uh, I prefer Terry Collins to uh, stop Callaway. It. Stop. That's another 30 minutes of me just... I, you know I love Terry. You know I met him. Yes. Terry Collins. Yeah. 
got him. I got a uh, game worn jersey from the NLCS. I got him to sign that. Awesome. I would get a Terry Collins TC patch. I would wear it with honor. Well, loved, Terry loves his team. He might be my all time favorite manager. I'll be team. honest with you. I love Bobby V. I do. It's tough. Like uh, Terry might be my all time favorite Mets. No, manager. I love Terry Collins. Uh, his uh, before even the ass and ass in the jackpot. He was so fiery, man. Like his for who for what rant when he's like yelling. He here's the difference. You ready? Ready. Mickey Callaway. It came out a couple of days ago, and he was basically like, "Well, you know, these are the guys in the lineup. You know, this this is who I have." And like Barry Vanilla. I think I might even said it more energy than he did. Terry Collins comes in and it was like, you know, goes last time I checked, you know, these are major on the front. There's a major league teams, the Mets, and he basically ripped them and goes, if these guys can't hit, I'll get some other guys who will. And basically said in the press conference, and he said that, and it's that Moneyball style Mets still that's looming over them. That's like, hey, um, you know, Terry Collins like. We kind of want to push you out the door. But the Wilpons, I'll give him credit here. They, the, and Fred, he kept him around. Where Mickey, he's listens to the binder. He He's very mellow. He's, he's very by the book. He's very, very old the book. school. He's, he's very, very old well, school. Terry is, Terry is old school, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Mickey's very new school. Very very by the book. Analytics. I, I, I don't, and this is the way baseball's going. I don't even know. And is, does Mickey decide the lineup? I don't even know that. Or does like. Broody and his stat boys give it to him. I I, I don't know. That's I, a good. That's a good I, point. I, I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe that's how Callaway got the job. Maybe he was willing to do something like that. Yeah, you that plus is like all shucks, like stupid chuckle optimism. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. But let's uh, let's talk about one of Brody's big moves. What do you think of the Diaz Cano deal one month in? Because that was one of the big splashes of the season, the Cano Diaz deal. One month in, how do you feel about it? I'm indifferent by it. I have to see how Diaz pans out. If Diaz, per- well, he's nine for nine, is he not? Uh, no, he. I believe he. Blew, I think he blew his first save against the Reds. Um, that wasn't a tie game. I thought he blew the save, but I could be wrong. I, okay, so I thought well, he, I thought he blew a save. I know the other night he got out of the base load of jam against the Padres. Um, but yeah, so I have to look at him more, right? The yeah. main reason you did the deal is for Diaz. Diaz, this guy clinic. Uh, the guy that the top prospect they traded for, he yep. came out of high school. I don't know how much he's going to be of him. Again, yeah, it, could be knows, a, right? Dom, it could be like a Dom Smith. He comes out, like, oh, this guy could be great. And we saw what Dom Smith is. He's not an all-star. Cooled off. Right. He's not an all-star, right? So you, right. you draft people in the first round to be an all-star. That's what you do. So I don't know if this guy's going to be an all-star or not. I have no idea. We, we play the tape 10 years from now. This guy's probably killing the league because the mess traded him. However, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So looking at the deal, Cano means a lot for the team's morale. I think he's helping Rosario become a league. Uh, and Rosario's having a good year. Defensive, play, de- been- yeah, defensively, he's a joke. At the play, he's like 280. He's like 280 right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the play. And so he'll get there. I'm not knocking Rosario. I'm not too worried about him. But I think Cano scares me. That back end of the contract could scare me. So if Diaz pitches lights out and is an all-star closer and Cano is a valuable bat down the line like and not a, a liability year two and year three... I, I love the trade. I and May eighth, I can't speak and say great deal or bad deal. Yeah, no, it's too early. Um, it's it's a it's a very early evaluation. I really don't know. We might honestly, dude. When like around the All Star break, we could be having a very different conversation. Right. If Cano's average really dips, and Diaz is mediocre, 
right, we know they knew, you know you shouldn't have done the deal. But I would say by the end of the year, I could make an opinion on it. Give at least give me one year to see how Diaz does in this in a couple big time saves against Philly. All right, and let, let, let's just let's revisit this in October. Right, right. And see how right, and we'll see how Cano does in the playoffs this year. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, okay. You know, we'll see what happens. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so too. I, I honestly, like I said, playoff like, baseball is the fucking best, dude. It's so, oh, the fucking, so fucking electric, baby. We're dropping F bombs. It's the fucking best, baby. <laughs> it's the fucking best. I, uh, speaking of F bombs, um, this has nothing to do with F bombs, but I saw that you put in a bid to be an XFL season ticket holder. Oh, I'm an XFL season ticket holder, baby. You're, wait, so you are an today. XFL season ticket holder. Yeah, I put holder. the deposit down. I did it today. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hell yes. All right, close your eyes for a moment, folks. Close your eyes. It's candid. Hold on. I'm closing <clears> my eyes. <throat> It comes Vince walking out, walking out. This is the XFL. Wow, not bad. Like seven. Not bad. Nine. No, that was good. That was good. Man, I think the, I think they'll like it. Yeah. I went through. I went to WrestleMania, so I've been working on my face. <laughs> Hell in a cell. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Oh my god. <laughs> But I am uh, I'm excited for the XFL because yeah. it gives the chance for New York to unite under one team. Oh, dude. Even if it goes one year, I'll be kicking myself. Let's just go in. I'll be kicking myself and say, fuck, I didn't I, I didn't join. I, I could have got XFL. That opening game, the tailgate, oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be I'm unbelievable. An, I, I, there's no way I cannot go. So it is what it is. Me and all my friends have made a little pact, and we've been talking about it for like the last few years since the murmurs of the XFL started coming to the surface again. And we were like, "Listen, we 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 can't agree on baseball. We none of us agree on football. Like hockey, we're divided. Let's be united for the XFL." You getting season tickets? Only fifty bucks uh, deposit. What do they come out to? Uh, for the whole season, fifty dollar deposit. They have ain't bad. You can choose your seat, so it's only fifty dollars deposit. I'll be honest. Ooh. I was looking into. I used to be a big New York Dragon fan, arena football. Coliseum. I loved the Dragons. Oh, dude, dude, dude. I can't oh, go to full Dragons history, but they crushed my heart the last season when they lost to the Philadelphia Soul, and I don't want to get into another rant. Bon Jovi's but, team. Yeah, oh, I can't stand them. Another Philadelphia team. But the point is this: is that. The, the arena football it was so cheap, dude. So I'm like, there's no way the XFL. There's no way it could be that. There's yes, no true. way. There's, there's no way a lower bowl seat is more than five hundred dollars for the season. There's no way. There's no way. Another. Well, yeah, eight no way. games. Eight games. Probably like eighty bucks a seat. I yeah. Mean, there's, there's no, it's a good five, point. There's five home games. There is no five way. I, I'm telling you, you can get five hundred dollars or less and get a good seat in the stadium. You know. You're not I'm wrong, you, Phil. Jumping in now. I'm telling you, folks. I just I looked up XFL. Fifty dollar deposit, totally worth it. Because now, what happens when the uniforms come out? When they start announcing a little bit more, but the players up, people are gonna jump in. You can get the p- deposit now and get the pre order sale because you're a pre order season ticket holder and you can jump on it now for fifty bucks, please. I can piss away fifty bucks at City Field like it's nothing. Guys, I swear to you, uh, the XFL did not sponsor the podcast, and this was not just an ad read. <laughs> <laughs> So the XFL. Uh, um, what's yeah, the, do Ke- we, Kevin Gilbride's the head coach of the new uh, XFL team. Uh, who's Kevin Gilbride? He was the old Giants offensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl oh. with Tom Coughlin. And he also got punched in the face by Buddy Ryan when he's with Philadelphia. <laughs> That's yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. What's the name of the New York team? Do we know yet? Uh, we don't have the name yet. I'm hoping it's the Hitmen, but if they have someone else cool and corny, I'll get into it too, sure. I imagine they brought back the Dragons for the XFL. Well, or- the, the Hitmen was a... Wasn't that the original New York team for the XFL? It was Hitman, New York Hitman. It was the New York Hitman. It was New York, New Jersey Hitman. Um, 
arena football with the Dragons when he used to play at the old Coliseum. I used to love, dude. I I, I would season tickets for that just, too if that ever came back. But oh my god, NYBC Theater. I don't know. Probably not now. We'll see. Those games are so much fun, man. Arena football because they were just running up the score, dude, throwing fifty-yard hail the marys. The best, man. Like it is such a good time. And so, like the way, uh, did you see the XFL documentary? And um, I did not. Oh, it's a, I think it's a thirty for thirty. It's one of the ESPN films. You gotta see it. It's like the rise and fall of the XFL, and it's like, is awesome. it good? Matt Vaskurgeon, the baseball announcer, he was the announcer of the XFL. Oh, I, I even looking into the XFL. Interesting. Yeah. So not not you know at the old one. This one this year it's on Fox, it's on ESPN, it's on ABC. Saturdays and Sunday afternoons. Wow, afternoon. that's epic. Yeah, it starts in February right after the Super Bowl. And I'll be honest with you, I'm such a big XFL supporter. I watched one half of AAF because I bet on the game. Other than that, I haven't watched. I didn't want to give AAF. Dude, so it I'm, was glad, bad. I'm it glad. I'm glad it folded. I'm glad it folded. And it was tempting. Christian to actually see what Christian Hackenberg, how shitty he is. It's <laughs> tempting. I love watching Trent Richardson have a like 1.2 rushing average and get like five touchdowns. I love it, but I didn't watch it because I love the XFL so much, and I want I, I want Vince to bring back that XFL glory. I think he will. I think there's right. there's some there's got to be some niche market for spring summer football. There just has to be. He's smart. It, it basically is going to be. He he. What did he withdraw? Like 150 million in oh, WWE own, stock? Out of his own stock. Yep. Yeah, out and of his like, own stock. He didn't yeah. rush into it. Like he waited two years. He not only that, he waited out the AAF. Yeah, that was a wise move he, on his part. That looks genius. I'm telling you, man, Vince, and like as you just saw, I'm a big Vince supporter. He <laughs> he's so smart, man. Like I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm really pulling for this XFL league. My money aside. I hope really. so too. I guess and we'll like wait and said, see. Worst comes to worst. At least I can say like. I was XFL season ticket holder. Yeah. Who knows what perks they're going to have. Hey, bro, you're right. Yeah. 500 bucks for season tickets really is not terrible. Right. I mean, I, I'm just ballparking it based on what, they're, what the New York That's Dragons fair, were. That's so, fair. Yeah. Right, yeah, so $100 head, yeah. a seat, $100 a seat, five games a year. year. I think I think that's a fair. Right. And there's no way you're going to get lower bowl. Got to be a corner end zone. Like yeah, honestly, up front dude, or I'm 50, willing to 30. bet there'll be. I'm willing to bet there's going to be cheaper cheaper t- seats than that. Oh, yeah. Like, you know but I'm, I'm talking about like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it. Do I it. feel you. I might as well be like on, on TV, like 50 yard line or like corner, end, like right before, like row one or row two behind the end zone, like something crazy like that. God damn. <laughs> All right. So we're marching along here and I want to make yeah. enough time to at least jump into uh, this little, little oh, yeah. uh, wonder, one of the wonders of the wor- underground world you've brought to this podcast. Those Woo! who are watching, you'll be able to physically see it. Those listening, we will describe it the best we can. But you have acquired the official Resident Evil 2 board game that's right folks um this exists it's a kickstarter it started as a kickstarter two years ago some guy some guy sort of started up i think it was like steamford games was a company in like the uk or something like that and uh huge as you guys know you know the landies know and you guys whole family knows i'm a huge resident evil fan number one video game franchise for me and uh I had to get it, man. It's a, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I spent like two hundred dollars in so many accessories <laughs> and stuff like that. But I, what I'm about to show you is the actual game itself. Bro, yeah, yeah. Bring, bring it in. Bring it in yeah, shot yeah. So right, that, for right. people who are watching. If you want to just grab it real quick, uh, if you're listening, it is a it is a crisp, bold oh. white box <laughs> that has a door slightly open and a zombie looking you dead in the eye. It's the uh, ready those... to rip your face off and chop off your nuts and stuff them down your throat. That's how these zombies roll. It's the old uh, Resident Evil uh, 2 cover photo. People know what I'm talking about. And it's uh, it's legit. It's legit. If you turn the back, it's uh, like a tile-based game, so you kind of move around a little bit. 
Um, similar to D and D in the style that it's like, like it seems to me it appears to be like Dungeons and Dragons but with a board. Right. So there's a like tile spaces and you move around. Um, you get four actions per turn. So you can move, move, open a door, uh, reload a gun. And basically, what, an what item, you're doing is you you're, know? you're kind of you're playing yourself through a campaign. Right. Like so, there are certain campaigns you could choose and you and your party go through this campaign together. Yes. Yeah, so so it's more of a cooperative ordeal rather than a competitive ordeal. Yes. It's basically you have to survive this mission and it could be, you know, rescue this police officer to kill this giant alligator zombie. You know, and, and every turn, like, like I was telling you before, every turn, you know, there's a, like a tension card and like it could be clear. It could be, you know, three zombies break through a window or like a zombie dog. To, you yeah. Know I mean? and, 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 and so it just wild. It's all random and it's luck of the draw. Yeah, That's that is so cool, dude. Yeah, so where like, can people buy this? And by the um, way, this is this is not another sponsorship and not another ad read. I swear. But where can people buy this? Because this is cool as fuck. Yeah, it, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steamford, SteamfordGames.com. Um, if you just Google Resident Evil board game, you could you could find the basic box. The some of the expansions go up. I, I was lucky enough to get goes up for like fifty to eighty bucks. Um, it depends. I, I, honestly, I don't, I'm not even sure what this runs now because I know it did come out. I think you might be able to get the regular game from uh, un, for under a hundred. To be honest, um, the expansions and some of the other stuff it may run you a little bit more. Uh, eBay or you know you, you Google it Amazon. So it's Prime. it's out there. It's out it's there. there. Multi platform yeah, people out. can find it's it. Google Resident Evil Two board game. You can find it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So now now that we've we, we've discussed this board game, I actually want to dive into because it was something we spent a lot of time on on the uh, first episode I had you on. Yeah, yeah. So how was the Resident Evil Two remake? Did you play it? I have not gotten there yet. It's on the to do list. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm letting you down right oh, now. Man. I'm gonna get there. I actually play Kingdom Hearts, so there you go. There you go. All right, we can well, hop. Yeah. We can hop over there later. But right. I want to. Yeah, right. so there you go. Tell so me about Resident here's Evil. My, here's my take. So those, I'm assu- I'm talking to people of those who played Resident Evil before. So I'm assuming they they have the idea, some knowledge of it. Right. It, those so, who don't, it's a zombie shooter. Imagine what you will. Right. So how do I compare it to? It is amazing. Um, ten times better than Resident Evil Seven. Um, which, wow. which which got high praises. Um, it basically like it made me, it made me fear zombies again. It, they are yeah they look scary because of the graphics, but like they're hard to kill and they're almost like ammo sponges in a way where it it almost rewards you to like dodge them, but it's hard to dodge them. So it, it, it's like you have to pick what what hallway you're gonna mow them down and what hallways don't you because you only have a certain amount of ammo. So it's like you gotta pick your battles. Right, essentially. And, and through trial and error, you could figure out what's the best way to do the game. How was the game difficulty-wise? And were there different settings for you to choose? Yeah, so I did standard. when I, My first playthrough, I beat... There's two characters, Leon and Claire. Um, and the campaigns are a little different. Um, and yeah, I, I would say difficulty-wise, if you ever played a Resident Evil game before, it's difficult, but you can beat it. Hardcore cool. mode um, is very hard, but I love it. And Fuck yeah. Because... If the old games, those hell were, yes, hell yes. The old ones, if you remember, there's a thing called an ink ribbon. So there's no auto saves, and you got to choose when you want to save your game. So they brought that back for the hardcore mode, uh, which is good. You know, it makes it makes and it, more it forces of a you to sit down and play an extended length of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh totally. Yeah. And, and um, I just I just love the idea. Like, I know a lot of people like that the. the the old doors opening. I don't know if you remember the old Resident Evil. Yeah, it was almost like a small cutscene to open the door. Yeah, it was cool. It was creepy. Yeah, like it was a little dated. I liked how it was just like fluent through. Open the door now. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I was skeptical at first. I like it now. It's quick. It's moving. 
Um, th- you know, I- I'll still, I-, I would still put Resident Evil, the remake for GameCube or now Resident Evil Origins as my favorite of all time. Wow. Um, but this is like 1A to it. This is right there, right, right below it. As far as a newer Resident Evil game, you, you can't beat this. And I'll, I'll go on record and say it like, I love, I love this game. I, I, I played it with friends. I helped them beat the game. Like, it's just something about playing it and like the first time you experience it, not knowing what's going to happen. The puzzles are good. I think the puzzles are challenging. Um, they did a great job. Like the, 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 the giant alligators back in it again. That's cool. There's some knocks. I, I'll say I miss, there's no giant spiders. I kind of missed that. Okay. I, I love the. Gi- I remember the giant. I spiders. love the giant spiders. See, that man. that used to freak me when I was a kid. Yeah, they're scary, Those used to man. Freak they're me scary. A lot. They shoot a little venom and shit. Like I, you know, yeah, I, little fucking bastards, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they were pain in the ass. They were no, they're only in there to be a pain in the ass. There's no yep. you really you really you, you could dodge them the whole game if you know what you're doing. But like they they scared you yeah, as a kid. Fuck your day up. Yeah, yeah. So I love it, man. Like I just I recommend everybody try Resident Evil Two. Um, if you like a good survival horror game or you know a shooter game. I wouldn't call it like, I wouldn't call it like Gears of War, like shoot 'em up, like action like that. But there is action, you know. There's like yeah. ten zombies in a hall, hallway, and you got to figure it out. And like, if you're listening, and like, if you're a fan of horror movies, this is these are the, this is the kind of game for you. Oh, like one hundred percent. It's like it's a simulated horror movie experience. Right. So they, you know? it's, right. It's basically Night, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. It, it's it's that whole idea. Death, definitely Evil Dead. All that stuff. Um, it's awesome, man. I don't want to give it too many spoilers away, but each character has their own style and old weapons to cool. make the game different. Um, this is a guy, Mr. X, which is a giant, giant, which maybe you've seen on YouTube and yep, stuff. Yep, yep, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he basically he has a cool trench coat and, like, a top hat, um, and he kind of just follows you through the whole game, and he, he can't be killed until he's a, unless he's a boss. So he, you can down him, and you can choose to use your ammo if you need to down him for a reason, or you have to avoid him. And hmm. you got to use your flash grenades on him or... It just, and like, for example, like this game, you can like, there's ammo pieces. So you literally like, you have to choose how you want to build your ammo. So there's like gunpowder and you can make, you know, grenade launchers or shotgun cells. Oh man. So So, you can, you can, you can like synergize your items. Right. And so I'll give one little hint that at the end of the game, there's these plant zombies and they only can be killed with flame, flame rounds or, you know, flamethrower. You got to burn these bitches. If you waste your flame ammunition early in the game. You kind of fucked. You basically just have to like run around them and down them. So, dude, so, I, mean, I so have not a strategy. About you're it, getting you know? me hyped because I haven't played a Resident Evil game since I was younger, which is why Resident Evil Two is on the to do list for sure. But you, you're, oh man, dude, I'll do a Twitch stream with you and play it. I would love that. <laughs> we should actually definitely do that. Is there a co-op mode? Uh, no. The board, the board game, yes. The bo- okay. Um, they gotten away from that and. I don't mind Resident Evil Co-op. They, they started a series called Resident Evil Revelations. Okay. And they're not my favorite. Some people love them. They're fun. For, for co-ops, they're awesome. Um, Resident Evil's not a co-op game. Zelda's not a co-op game. True. You don't want to make a co-op. Don't take away from... I'm not going to take away right. Resident Evil being a co-op game. That's a, it's, yep. it's not. You spoke to me in my language, and now I 100% I know, bro. I know. I know. Saying, I know yeah. man, the ocarina, you know, stuff. Exactly. Course, you can't man. be doing that with a partner running around. It takes away the whole the whole effect. Right, because then one one guy could carry the other. But yeah, dude, we'll definitely do a Resident Evil two stream. I got I got I got pulled right back in to Kingdom Hearts when they announced Critical Mode, so I dropped. And yeah, here we go for those watching. I'm showing you the collector's edition box. The collector's edition box. Collector's edition box. Um, 
They dragged me right back in with critical mode when they dropped it. I had just started Spider Man because so, so I want. What, what is critical mode? That's that's a hardcore mode it's or just, DLC it's just or stupid fucking hard. It's free DLC. They gave it out for free, and it's just stupid fucking hard. It causes you to play the game so much differently. Like you said, you've you've dipped your toes in the game. You've started playing. I have I have played up to Toy Story World. Cool. Okay, yeah, so, so you did you did the whole ratatouille thing. You know how to cook meals and stuff like uh, that. Have you done that yet? I think that happens actually after Toy Story. I don't know World. if I have. I, I my buddy had it, so I pretty much racked out a couple of nights at his house. And kind of okay, cool. A bit, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, but like basically, if you play the other two modes, like you don't need to do the cooking. It can give you cool stat boosts. It can make the game more fun and you know give you stronger abilities. But you don't really need that to get through the game. Critical mode, like you need these stat boosts or you're gonna fucking die. It's hard, man. I remember the Toy Story world is this giant like doll or something, and it was like so hard to. Oh, and, the creepy doll yeah, that captured so ham. So hard, so hard. Yeah, yeah I, dude. I, I, oh and, my god. And I was like, this game is so hard. I was like, this. They actually made it really challenging. Yeah. No, they definitely did. Um, and they did. They just did it all around. Great job. It's it's not a game without its flaws. There are a few games that are without their flaws. Do you think it's the best one? Do I think it's the best one? It's a good question. You're knocking it a little bit with flaws. Gonna, I was like, yeah, there's I know, some flaws. I know, there's I some flaws. It, it's know? a great game. I love the game, but Kingdom Hearts 2 is the best game in the series right now. The difference between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 is they can patch this son of a bitch, and they can add more story, and they can add more fights and boss battles. Because the real problem with Kingdom Hearts 3 is not the game itself; it's the after-game content. In games like Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, you could go and do the Sephiroth battle after. You had a whole Winnie the Pooh world that was optional that you could dive into. Um, there were just all these options to do things after you had beaten the game. Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't have any of that. Probably because of DLCs. Probably because of DLC, because this, this is the new way of things. And say what you will about it, because it's like... Like, the post-game content in today's age of gaming is better, but man, it was, it was nice when it came with the fucking game. Resident Evil 2 Remake... Post game content, free DLC battle modes for um, online, uh, different additional. Well, you can put your scores up online, so get a oh, single okay, player. Cool, cool, or, cool, oh, you can cool. Twitch and all that stuff. But it's but yeah. So it's Kendo, which is the guy who runs the gun shop, who's a playable character in here. Hunk, who's a playable character in the expansion board game, which I Hell have. Yeah. Um, there's a president, the mayor's daughter, um, and you can play as. I'm missing somebody. Oh, I, I think I'm missing somebody else. But you can play, and there's all. A quick like DLC kind of ca- free campaign already came out like a month that, after the game, and that's fucking beautiful. You gotta love it when they give you that awesome. f- like free DLC. It feels like it feels like I don't even know what you would say, but free DLC is just a nice little gift. Like them giving like that example of them giving love you that it, whole man. separate campaign, uh, Kingdom Hearts patching and giving us critical mode for free. That I'm all about. Um, it's the paid DLC that can be a little bit frustrating, but you get over it. You know, it may. It, like, uh, you know that Star Fox game that came out? They're patching it into a racing game. <laughs> Stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's the um, how do you put it? That's in a way, the, it does sound awesome, but at least I'm assuming they're racing in space. Yeah, they're racing yeah, in yeah. space. And it's a whole, they don't even need to change the controls. They're keeping the same controls, just going to put you on a racetrack. And, like, that kind of post-game DLC, like, that's what I'll pay money for. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I'm down. When Kingdom Hearts drops this story mode DLC, I'm going to buy that in a fucking oh, second. You, you I to. can't fucking wait. Uh, you got to. I mean, you have to. I mean, if you're yeah. a fan of something, you got to. Yeah, if you're two feet in the water. You know, you, I'm you, gotta very, do it. you know, something is, like, one of the things I, liked, I like about you a lot 
is um, we're similar in the sense that like if you're going to do something or engage with something, be it uh, a sports team or a game itself, two feet in the water. Oh, yeah. You can't dude. have one foot in the deep end, dude, look, one look, foot Look what I'm not. wearing right now. I mean, I never really showcased it, but I look, look at all these patches. Man. But, like, yeah, yeah. And for those of you listening, like, he's wearing look, a – I'm wearing a jacket with like 50-something ja- uh, patches. I spent, like, 100 bucks on patches. I got new ones coming decked on. Decked out jacket like, with patches all over. Like, I mean, I'm constantly you, adding. Like, so that idea of, like, going all in. Go all in on everything, dude. Dive – that's what I like about – that's what I like so much about you. And that's why sure, I relate you. to you is, like, Same, man. dive head first all the way. Go in. Like, I, explore – all these worlds. Right. You know? So, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with trying something, but like, absolutely, if you really enjoy, absolutely. but if you really enjoy something, why not go out, go all out in it? And like, you guys know me, like, I feel like I, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan of all my friends. However, like, I feel like you guys like make me like, the coin me as a Resident Evil expert a little bit. Like, <laughs> I love, I love like talking to your cousin Douglas. I was like, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. dude, you're still stuck in the garage. Like, you know, like, <laughs> should talk a little bit. Doug, Doug, pick up the game, man. Come on. I feel the same. I, I, I yeah, talk, yeah. I talk a lot of shit to Doug and yeah, his yeah. lack of, <laughs> lack of completion on many campaigns. We're looking at you, Doug. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, but, yeah, yeah. So that's the but thing. But now you're the, I agree. I agree. You're the Resident <laughs> Evil guy in my network because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. two feet in, man. You got the collector's fucking board game here. You know? I know, I know, I know. That's but awesome. that's what I love, man. I think that I think that's the kind of stuff. Like there are lots of. Dude, when I play, I put the music on. I, I, I go, oh I go, my you, god! You gotta go yeah. full nerd mode. Man. If you're gonna do it, you gotta do it. You know. Hell yeah! XFL is gonna be awesome. You gotta jump right in. Jump to. The, I mean, look at you, season tickets. It's like, yeah, it, it's gonna be awesome. You're... It's like, it, can't, it can't be that much money. It's totally worth it, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's so fucking you sweet. Gotta, you just gotta do it, man. You gotta that's do so. It. F- I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with you. That's it. Uh, so, are there any upcoming games you're looking forward to? Um. Anything on the horizon or anything that you're playing currently? So, um, I don't know if you do know. I'm going to shift your question a little bit. Go for and it. And, like, were you aware that I, I did the whole batting practice thing and, like, I, I went viral? Or no. I don't know if you're aware of this. Yes. Okay. So, to me, that was, like, the biggest game what I was looking forward to. Uh, my Mets ticket agent, um, shout out to Kaylin. Awesome. Awesome. The best Mets ticket agent I ever had. And I've been a Mets plan holder since 05. The great old 05 season. Here we, we go. Okay. Most Mets. And, yeah, exactly. So, we started turning around. And so I love, um, you know, I love the way that she's so passionate. She's so good at her job that, you know, I basically like, I, you know, I talked to her and she's like, hey, can I do batting practice? I always wanted to do this, you know. So I, I got on the field for batting practice and for this game. It was like two weeks ago during my spring break. Yep. Got there early, met Todd Frazier. Saw the whole team and everybody. Saw Man Bear Pete. You know, the squirrel was there all hitting bombs, you know, driving the ball across the yard. And uh, some guy from this cut website took a picture of me. And I don't know, do you saw the picture and everything? Or yeah, I, I I can't imagine the picture you're referencing. It's literally like, it's it's I'm all decked out. I got like a '86 Mets tie, you know, the full jacket, full Mets pants. And no, okay, yeah, no, but now and okay, I'm like I remember this. I, I swear remember to this. God, dude, it was like candid me, and like I I, I was just in all my Mets glory, like, just like <laughs> honoring City Field and watching them tee off, you know, uh, you know, bomb balls in the batting cage, and. uh it went viral and stuff like that. And like, I got KFC from Barstool tweeting at me. And so it was crazy. Fuck man. Yeah. So to me, that was the greatest kind of experience. Um, and then, you know, I got to give Jenna a shout out, you know, because I know she will listen. And uh, I do love going to games with her, man. She's full blown Mets fan. Jenna's a lot of fun. She she trashed on Mickey Calloway. She boos Dominic Smith with me. She goes nuts and cheers, <laughs> yells, man, bad Pete. And like, so yeah, so, you know, you, you went to games. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, if there's yeah. a Saturday, folks, DM me and Patrick and Phil. I'm there. He'll we'll be around. Grab a beer, you know, take a picture, whatever you want to do, you know, say what's up. Um, I'm always there on Saturdays. I would say 90% yep. of the time I'm there on Saturdays. 
I would have had 30 something games this year. I already been to nine of them. So, you know, I'm moving. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. um, you know, I would say I go, you know, about 30, 30 ish. You're going to be there this year. Saturday? Uh, yes, I will. That's the fireworks one. Yeah. yeah my, May 11th. I'll be there too. So I we'll meet Saturday up. Let's meet up for a bit. For Mother's Day. Yes. But Saturday, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. For Fuck sure. yeah. Well, let's I'm definitely not, meet up for yeah, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, you let me know. Well, you know, hang out. You going with Charlotte or are you going with the boys? Uh, I'm going with uh, my boys, Scott and Pat. You know, um, I don't know if you've seen. I post about them a lot. They do the uh, the end of the bench. That they have a Probably, blog yeah, website. Yeah, they've yeah. done this. They've done their, and they've like, done this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I probably, like I said, I watched like the clips of like their the preview clips. And, like, yeah, 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 exactly. So I probably, yeah. Once they see them, like oh, I know the face. Yeah, I'm exactly. sure. I know them. So yeah, yeah. my buddy, uh, my buddy Scott, who runs the website. Um, well, no, no, excuse me. He runs the he runs the whole company. He has me do the website, and like as a thank you, he's taking me and my buddy Pat out to like a Mets game. He covered the whole thing because he's the fucking nice man. Stuff and yeah, yeah. Oh god, I don't even I don't even know where the seats are. The They're probably great pitch. fucking <laughs> seats. They're probably great fucking Trust seats. Me, yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to be there. I'll sit in the nosebleeds. I don't care. But you know, a little shout out to Scott. Scott's a great guy. He's hooking up the whole thing. Right, see you Saturday, it's been Scott. a pleasure working for the end of the bench. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good time this Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time, man. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. You think we're gonna win? Who's pitching? Do we know who's uh, pitching we're yet? We're playing the Marlins, so if you listen better to what fucking I said win, before, better fucking win. Yeah. this is a season. Otherwise, you go into the Mets abyss. They gotta, you got six games coming up against the Marlins in the next nine. You got to win those games. Got to win those fucking games. But uh, who's pitching? Do we know? It's so far in advance, dude. I'm tired late at night. Don't make me figure <laughs> out the rotation, bro. We'll figure it out. You have the CBS app, the CBS Sports app? I don't. I'll promote, we're doing free advertising. We're doing free, so many Fuck free it. ads. So many free ads for all these fuckers today. CBS Sports app is my favorite sports app. Um, you can program it to set the news and how you want, and, you, and they give you summaries of the games and, like, the you know, how the um, breakdown of it, you know, West Coast game, in case you went to bed, it gives you the highlights of the game and breaks down how the game happened. Um, to you know, you, you can you can find out who's starting the next day. What's the money line in the game or whatever? So, um, CBS app. CBS app sounds dope. Yeah, man. So I. I, I like, it's so funny. I'm so disconnected. I don't even have cable here. Oh, God, full millennial. It's full on millennial, Dude, right? Dude, come on, man. What do you what do you have then? Uh, I've got Roku, Amazon. Netflix, I, I, we or? got a Roku. Yeah, I got yeah, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, HBO. We got we got the whole. And he doesn't watch Game of Thrones. He has HBO. I don't. I, well, my roommate has HBO. <laughs> I have access to HBO. Uh, okay, I don't yeah. watch Game of Thrones. I'll, yeah. I might watch Westworld. Have, do you watch Westworld? I gave up on Westworld. You so. gave up on I, Westworld. I watched season one, halfway season two, and like, I just couldn't do too many like Dolores. Like I, 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 Dolores. I, yeah, yeah. And like it was cool. To, like I used to love like Anthony Hopkins. Like just like lecturing me about like a Swilky on like peacocks, and the camera slowly zooms into his face. Like I would think that's hilarious, and like. Eventually, I just got bored. <laughs> I got too I much. Understand. I was like, eh. I'm in love with the concept, and uh, I think Jonathan Nolan is an amazing writer. I know yeah, he's the lead writer right, for Christopher, the series. Christopher Nolan's brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, yeah, he pretty much wrote awesome. a bunch yeah. of the Nolan movies, which yeah. I miss I missed seeing Nolan in the theater. Um, I'm thinking maybe he's waiting for the whole comic book craze to die down. But while we have uh, while we have like a few minutes left, let's uh, we can riff on Avengers Endgame for a little bit. Uh, All right, we'll, we'll get some spoilers. So spoiler away, alert, yeah. spoiler alert. If you haven't seen uh, it, you might want to drop out. But uh, overall, what did you think? Well, it it was so like oh God, like I wasn't even that huge of a Marvels fan, and like I felt like walking away. I mean, I granted I seen almost every movie other than other than Captain Marvel. I pretty much seen every movie going into it, and like mm-hmm. I was so like emotional leaving it, and like maybe part was because I saw it with my parents, and I saw a lot of the movies with my dad, and like the moment my parents are healthy enough and alive to see this with me. Maybe yeah. Made, I, I mean, that did play a little a bit. A surreal moment. No, it was very surreal right? for you. But like, I, but I was almost I got a little choked up. Like, damn, it's over. And like, I don't, I know you're not Game of Thrones, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, Go for but it. it was literally, it's hard not to compare it to the battle with the fell, which just happened. Mm-hmm. And like, 
night and day this event Endgame killed it in a good way and like it just God like I just love the I love Iron Man and so I love the arc of yeah. him being that cocky asshole Iron Man, Iron Man yeah. 2 being drunk and shit like fuck you Mickey Rourke like <laughs> crazy drunk like Tony Stark and like I love I love that vibe and then like Tony Stark has a heart and they loop it back in or like Doctor Strange and like how how uh, you know Banner uh, you know uh, Banner what's his name uh, Hulk took yeah. got the um got the stone back from him and, yep. and like, he gave it away on purpose because the only way he saw was going to win was by his Tony Stark by risking keeping his Tony life. alive risking his life right. and being alive to build the time machine and not right to being the build the time machine and then not yeah. tell him the outcome the only outcome they do win is that way what's your favorite i guess i'd say non combat scene in the film because the 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 end fight and a lot of the fights were so mind blowingly epic so what I, i'm curious right. though what was your favorite non-combat scene of the film because I have one scene coming right to my head there's a couple of them that I want. I do want to say and, sure. and going back to the, the movie you know I love that the downtime was funny it was funny it's like yes. it's hard for me to choose because it was funny Natalie Portman was somewhere in the movie for two seconds yeah, that's insane just, that she was yeah. even in this film um I mean, I, I, the best part. Of the, I mean, to me, it was when Thor just just drinking beers his stomach out, and, the, <laughs> and that was to me the downtime scene. And the him was like, "I'm Thor, the god of lightning," and he's like playing uh, Fortnite, like drinking beers. To me, that I that thought was, that was the best. But yeah. I do love Ant Man too, and there's some funny Ant Man scenes as well. I think my favorite scene, um, and that's one thing I will comment on that you just brought up. They were their humor was great. Oh, they had a great sense of humor in this film. That that's one of the things I really liked about it, and. The scene, the non-combat scene that sticks out to me, will always stick out to me, is the scene where uh, Tony Stark met his father in the past. Yeah, that was very good. Yep. And he, you know, the whole idea of like he oh, had the so suit, good. he had the suitcase, and you know, he everybody was looking for him, and his dad essentially extended kindness to a stranger. This is a man that Tony Stark has demonized for a decade, at least in cinema, but extend kindness to a stranger, w- walk him out of the building. And I think the pivotal moment, and this was a spoiler alert, this is the moment I knew Iron Man was going to die, was when he was talking to his father about having a child. And his father said, well, I hope it's not a son. And he's like, why? He's like, well, I wouldn't want him to be like me because I've never been able to place the greater good before my own self-interest. And the thing that gets gets me off... Exactly, it's so amazing. And the thing that gets me... Going on that is I'm a, I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell's work. He wrote the book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Illustrates that pretty much every story is the same. Um, and the, the archetypal idea of the hero is that essentially, in, lay, in layman's you rescue your father from the underworld. Which, in layman's terms, doesn't necessarily mean you literally rescue your father from the underworld like Horus in uh, Egyptian mythology did. But it essentially means you find the parts of your parents' tradition that are spoiled and rotten, rotten and you sever them off from the future. That's essentially what Tony Stark literally did. It was awesome. Exactly. When he's like, oh, so like my father couldn't put the greater good first. I'm going to change that. And by changing that, I will have rescued him from his sin. Right. Well, but him meeting his father yes. helped him do that. It helped him come closure in that. For sure. Yes. And um, it's that definitely. kind of stuff that when, when I see these great stories commit to these archetypes that are so profound and have stayed with us for millions of years there's almost something like supernatural about it because there's something about that that clicks that we go back and see it again and again and again and disney to their credit marvel the production studio everyone who worked on that film i think they again it's not it's a movie with flaws very few movies are without it but when it comes to what was important and when i say is important i mean the primary arcs 
of that original Avengers crew, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers being at the head of it, they fucking nailed it. So I, I didn't even like some of the other Avenger movies. It's like the first one, it just feels like, hey, the gang's all here. Gang's all here. Yes. The second one was like they, a shittier version of the gang's all here. Yeah, I agree. I didn't I, like Age of and, Ultron. And, and then Civil War was good. But like, but this, it, it still wasn't like, this was like almost like it was such a good movie. I put the I put it up there with the with the Christopher Nolan Batman's as like how well or yeah, how well yeah. how well it was yeah and how emotional I attached and I felt and maybe I'm a fanboy. Uh, I, no, I, 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 I do. Put I, do it, put I put it there. on the Batman Begins level, like at well, the least, I, if I, not I, better, I if not better. Yeah, it was the only. I love Marvel. Uh, everyone knows Marvel's better than DC. Uh, the, cinematically, the yes. Cinematically, cinematic, right, right, right. As far as like Batman, I love Batman, but like the cinematic, the, the DC movies are sometimes they're a joke. They're just trash. Um, I, Aquaman and, and, withholding. And haven't seen Aquaman. Really liked uh, Wonder Woman. Everything I, else I've wait, seen so is I'll garbage. Give, so I'll give you an example of Aquaman. Without ruining anything in the movie, there's a guy called like the Ocean Master. Spoiler alert. Well, spoiler, sorry. Spoiler, I'm not ruining the movie. But okay, the, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, this is just... So basically, like, Guardian of the Galaxy, they make a joke out of it. And like, they always like, what's your name? And like, they, they make jokes out of it. Where like, they're like, I'm the ocean master. And like, that's it. And it's, like, it's just a DC Absolute writing. humor. You know what it and is? And Thor, they made him funny and now people like Thor more. Yes. And he's great. I can't wait to see Guardians 3. And so As Guardians Marvel, 3. They, what? Asgardians. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Who's the leader? And so I just, I, it's it just so goddamn it, Disney. I'm gonna get Disney Plus now. God damn it. We I'm go all Disney in. Plus. We go all in, folks. Exactly. I'm Disney Plus. Exactly. Getting Disney Plus. No question. <laughs> but look, we gotta, we gotta wrap this thing up right. real quick. I want to give you your time. Say your piece. Say your plug. Let these Met fans know what you got going on. And if you're not a Met fan, and you're listening. Uh, sorry, we disagree. Fuck you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let's go, Mets man. Patchman Phil. Um, always, anytime you guys are at a game, just DM me. Like I said, just you know, let me know. Um, I'd love to meet up. Um, Saturdays, I do have a Saturday 20-game plan, so I'm always there. And uh, let's go Mets. Hopefully this is the year. And um, take care of those fish coming up. Let's go Mets. Phil, thank you so much for coming on. It's completely Put in the books. It's off the charts. What would you be like? 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 What would you be like?